At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to... All right, so anyway, I have a great question for you. Well, actually, it was... I had this dream of asking a lot of people this question. I, this question was asked to me, so I'm just going to ask you, and I might lead you a bit with this. So, 7 billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. do you think that men are generally stronger than women? In what regard is what I would ask. Great question. Great question. Because... because uh... I mean, it just depends on, it depends on how, uh, what do you want to frame this as? Um, Overall population. Once again, what, in what regard are we talking about physical strength? Are we talking about emotional strength? Are we talking about childbirthing strength? (laughs) Nope. Physical, just straight physical strength. As it, how about this? As it relates to sports. Well, which I have an issue with because people train for sports, but generally here's the thing, 7 billion on the people planet, 350 billion of them are men, billions of them that are in China. And I could think of an entire country of women that could kick any Chinese guy's ass. You know what I mean? Generally, generally, if we're going by generalizations that could happen. So I don't, it was weird to me. So it's a weird thing to me. Are men generally stronger than women? I would say no. Uh, I would, I would say no as well, simply because if you're going to put, if you're going to put athlete, you know, trained athlete versus trained athlete. Mm, Okay. Let's do that. It depends. Um, It honestly depends. Uh, Right. I mean, there's always been that question of, could you put Serena Williams up? against you know one of the top tennis players and when they could you put sure. you know one of the best wnba players up against one of the best uh nba mm-hmm. players right i mean i i think you could I, th- I i think you could and and it's hard to say with any certainty how that game would end up uh, i mm-hmm. i can't speak to it because here's here's reality yeah. is is that as an average person as an average person, there are absolutely women who kick my ass at sports up and down the fucking mm-hmm. court. Absolutely. Right. When I played football in high school, there was uh, a girl on uh, one of the football teams that was a linebacker, and she could hit like a fucking truck. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the the idea that, you know, the idea that men are inherently stronger or, or whatever 
have you. It depends. It, it, it depends. honestly depends on a lot of other things, right? A man with a man that can bench press 300 pounds, but is too lazy to do it. Isn't going to compete as well as somebody that can only lift 250, but has the will to push to 300, you know? Well, and also too, I mean, one of the things that you have to take into consideration is, you know, what does training for men versus what does training for women look like? Because we mm -hmm. kind of have this, we kind of have this idea that, well, if both of us train this exact same way, then that should be the answer. When what you're dealing with is the fact that, you know, women train differently than men Men train differently than women. And, Heck yeah. and I would argue that, you know, when it comes to people training, men train differently than other men. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody trains differently. So, for example, the guy who's a bodybuilder versus the guy who's out competing in world's strongest man competitions, right, not the right. same training. Right. It's different when you're trying to throw a log in the air as opposed to bench press weight. Yeah. When you're looking at when you're looking at uh, a training regimen, it all just depends on what you're trying to train. for. Are you trying right. to train for speed? Are you trying to train for strength? Are you trying to train for endurance? And guess what? <clears throat> if you think that I'm going to be, you know, that I'm inherently stronger than some woman, and then you're going to put me out there in a fucking marathon, I'm going to lose hands down every time. I'll fucking run. That's right. The, the, I think the, the I think the issue at hand here with this one is you have a lot of armchair uh, sports analysts who don't fucking do sports, mm -hmm. making claims that their ass can't cash. Yeah. And I think it's also a generation of people that have seen women as subservient as in their youthful age. And now they're older and they're just used to the stereotypes. <clears throat> the reality is, is that you got women in the WNBA who can dunk it. Yep. And the reality is, is that you got women in the WNBA who can't miss a fucking shot. Right. But I think about hockey, right? Mm -hmm. Like the biggest guy is the goon. The smallest guy is the speedster. And so... I think in basketball, a smaller female is going to give a tall guy fits. He's, she's going to be able to run around and maneuver in ways that he can't. And then the other thing is, is when he catches her, she might be screwed. <laughs> so it all depends mm -hmm. on, yes, what you're trying to do. I mean, and of I, grew course up, it, I grew up playing fucking courtyard basketball, mixed mm -hmm. teams of guys and girls. And guess what? There were, there were girls on the teams that could fucking shoot the lights out. And I couldn't right. stop them. But then you get you get them up against me on the post, and I was far better at post play than they were. So sure, less room to maneuver, right? Yeah, I you know I I have more mass. I can get myself in for a good shot. You right. know, it's it it's just it's just different. You know, right. it's almost it's almost like work smarter or work harder. You know what I mean? And here's the thing, like. I think we've, we've gotten so used to these ideas of men's only sports and women's only sports. Yes. Like I'm just bored with it to be perfectly honest. Like it's Me like, too. you know what I want to, I want to see basketball games where it's mixed. You got women and men. Me too. I would Me love too. to see, or, you know, just people, just people playing basketball. Just people, because what's being suggested is a third category of sports for transgender athletes. I think that's ridiculous. Well, that's I think stupid. it's ridiculous. And that's where this is coming from is the, the weightlifter, the transgender weightlifter that, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it just, it, 
I can't, I can't conceive of the argument. You know, estrogen doesn't make you stronger. Having a penis once upon a time doesn't make you, you know, tougher. And everybody's trained to lift weights. It's not like, it's not like um, a man has an inherent uh, advantage. I don't understand where the inherent advantage is. You're assuming that that man was stronger before they transitioned. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously not true because that person never really won much until they started training specifically for something like you said. So they Mm -hmm. weren't inherently stronger before they're not Mm -hmm. inherently stronger after. And that just doesn't mean they have more will because they are a man. I think people think that men are tougher and stronger in their mind. And that's not true. And it's just not the first, the first, the first quote, the first real, you know, I don't want to phrase this. Mm. I would love to see somebody born with all male genitalia go for the endurance of childbirth and then tell me that <laughs> that men are stronger than women uh, because the joke has said many a times but I don't think that it's wrong in any sense that if childbirthing was left up to men fucking human race would die out because one of us would have a kid tell the others how awful it is and that would be the end of it for sure for sure. I would so, love to see make mixed competition. Oh, Just, I think I think mixed competition is what needs to happen. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's why I think that's why some people have gone out of their way to find new sports that encourage mixed competition. It, yeah. Because because it, it's absolutely just aggravating to watch, you know, basketball right now doesn't even feel like basketball back when we were watching you know, people like right. Jordan and Vince Carter and things like that. Right. It's really stale right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the most excitement that's happened was the Olympic three three on three games that that they did, which was a great unique uh, change on how basketball is played because God knows how many three on three games that I played as a kid. Right. You know. Interesting. And so I think I, I think it's time for it's time for this for sports to change in a way that is more inclusive because you know why why is it that you know why is it that transgender people have to have an entirely different sport for themselves yeah i think that's ridiculous i think that's insane is what that is um and you know i get that you know there are people who are going to want to compete and watch men's only sports whatever there are people who are going to want to compete and watch women's only sports. Okay, whatever. But it's time to like actually come up with sports that are just inclusive. So that way, yeah. so that way, it's not like you know the man sitting at home and watching the football game. <laughs> like you know, being able right. to encourage you know watching competition and knowing that you know the people that are out there competing are going to have the same shots at you know winning or losing because they have a mixed team rather than it's like we've stacked the team with just this one group of people who are six foot eight. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not a big basketball fan, but I use it as an analogy for a lot of things in life. You know, I think that's why I like skateboarding Mm. is because, you know, there's no men's skateboarding or women's skateboarding. It's just skateboarding. It is right. Mm -hmm. And interesting. 
you know, you just, you go out there and you, you skate and you put on your best show. And reality is, is that people who practice and train are going to be the ones that have the best chance at winning those competitions. There's some great women skaters out there. Mm -hmm. And one, I think one of them won gold here. If I remember correctly at the Olympics. I didn't watch any of the Olympics. It was being forced on me, so I just didn't want to. So, I mean, to me, it's it's time for sports to change in, mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, it's something that everybody feels excited because uh, yeah. each, each person feels like they could be out on that field rather than, you know, right. the NBA where only the men are going to be out on that field. Yeah. And the other thing I'll reiterate is the less information, the less, the further distance I have from the situation, the less opinion I should have. And Mm -hmm. like I've been trying to say, the people that this person competed against, they didn't complain, right? Everything was resolved before competition. Nobody Mm -hmm. was standing there protesting the event. The people were proud to compete Mm -hmm. as as a group. So yeah, if if there's somebody on the field, somebody involved with say football and a woman comes to play and there's an issue that's for them to work out. That's not for me to have an opinion on. I don't think my, my opinion is to enjoy the game and get mad at bad plays. And if, so if there's females out there making great plays, fuck yeah, I'm all in favor of it. I think I think they can do anything a man can do. It might not look the same. It might be smarter. It might be more leverage. It might be just outwitting somebody, but it's going to look different. And I think that's, what's amazing is, is that diversity, that diversity needs to be in the, in the players. Well, and especially where you have, you know, the leagues, the leagues as it stands right now are very quote unquote open to players of all types, but it's really not the case. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at the NFL, for example, you have, you have one player now who is active in it as a gay player. Right. So, I saw that story a few months ago. He came yep, out. Yep, for the Raiders. That's cool. Anyways, so uh, one of the issues that I have with the current, the current era of Major League Sports is, is that it still seems, you know, even for men to compete against men, mm-hmm. it has to be a very specific subset of men that can compete against him. Right. It's, and, a homo- it's a homogenous subset. Yeah, it's it's straight dudes only. Right. And straight so, dudes. If you're white, you're more likely to be a quarterback. If you're black and heavy, you're more likely to be a lineman. There's subsets of homogeny in football. But but being gay is is you know still a bit tough. That's to weird make to happen. Me. Baseball, you know, it's still said that there's no gay in baseball. That's weird to me. Which, You're not going to put on those tight pants and those spandex and not feel a little fruity from time to time. <laughs> which, you know what? Great. So what needs to happen is, is that there needs to be, a, you know, I would say a co-ed all-inclusive league. Everybody gets to play baseball. Fuck it. It's, it's baseball. It. Who, how many of us had to play it in PE? And we were mixed teams. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. 
I have you know? no problem with that at all. And then and so, let's see, so, let's see what the ratings are. Let's see if men's, women's, and mixed, which one does better. I think right, yeah, you know, that would be great because because reality is is that we should have people playing sports. I mean, that was one of the glory things about like old school football and things like that. Is like you know they weren't professional athletes; they had day right? jobs and they right. played football on the weekends. That's right. And they made almost nothing doing it. Mm-hmm. They they were literal. Bart Starr was doing it just for the joy of doing it. You know, he right. wasn't out there thinking about his next contract. Right. That's interesting. I so, like that. So you know, and and so I think what makes you know what makes that feeling so good is is that it was an everyman sport. You know, yeah, every you know. Right. Every per, you know, everybody out there was just like, "Yeah, that could be me." That's not the case anymore. Right, and and I think that's why you know, right now, sports seems to be so just unappealing to so many people. Is is that these are people that have trained their entire lives mm-hmm. to be athletes and athletes alone. These aren't people with regular ass day jobs. And this isn't like, you know, your normal courtyard makeup of, you know, hey, we need some players. Yo, come on over. Right. Damn. So. Um, on Inspirations Beyond Disabilities, Jay suggested getting a pickup game for football for visually impaired people. <laughs> so I think that's kind of exciting. We're looking to get 22 visually impaired people for a football game. I, I hope I'm to- drafted as quarterback. I used to play uh, football with a kid who was deaf. Yeah. Yep. Um, hmm. He so so imagine imagine playing in a game that relies heavily on audible cues. Right. And he didn't have those. And see how I'm not forming an opinion. <laughs> I'm listening to find out how he how he managed that because I'm curious. It was not offended. It was, it was difficult for him, but he enjoyed it. Um, okay. And so we had to adapt a little bit for when, you know, when he was on the field, we would have to include more visual cues um, sure. in order to, in order for him to play. What position but, I mean, was he? Uh, he actually played receiver. Okay. That makes sense. Which, which he was fast. So that helped. Right. And he could catch yeah. too. So that was great. And the best part was, is that he never jumped off sides right never so you know so that was always helpful for us that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking of the advantages of not being able to hear the crowd and the yells and the boos or whatever happens you know Mm -hmm. oh it's fantastic like you know uh, and so it was he was a lot of fun to play with um and it was definitely difficult you're listening to public access america our live stream is noon eastern 9 a.m pacific so that Montana, Joe Biden wanted the education secretary to use something that's called the supremacy clause. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds evil, but it isn't. It just means the constitution is supreme and it's interesting. And then, so when you said Montana's Montana's um, restrictions, aren't going to have a chance. I thought about the supremacy clause. Um, I don't think the supremacy clause will work in that regard. No, I think it, it works in regard to places, to things that are, uh, 
federally controlled and mandated. Mm -hmm. But in terms of private and individual business, I don't think the supremacy clause works in that. Interesting. Regard. Because okay. we haven't made any rules that say that uh, from a federal perspective that that businesses can or can't mandate vaccinations. So when it comes to so when it came, when it comes down to the supremacy clause, where this works is the fact that you know federal education dollars go into the education system, so right. federal rules apply. Any if you work at any sort of uh, group where you deal with federal contracting, federal laws trump state laws. Period. End of story. Okay. So like for example, here in the state of Washington, we have a lot of labor laws. But the moment that you know we do anything federal, federally related, mm -hmm. we have to use federal laws. Period. And okay. Okay. so federal laws trump our state laws. Okay. Now, in terms of in terms of what that looks like for private businesses, if these private businesses, you know, if if the private businesses were quote unquote, you know actors of the state or, or the feds that would be entirely mm -hmm. but the, okay but what if what if they're federally insured um if they were federally insured in you know, like mm -hmm. banking then they gotta yeah. go by the, they've got to go by whatever the state regulations are in that realm okay so interesting okay so whatever the, evil it, so whatever the so so when it comes to the laws that they're doing, when it comes to that, you know, businesses can't mandate vaccination laws. Mm -hmm. That makes it it makes it really difficult because uh, for for that position to be tenable, simply because number one, vaccine vaccine and uh, ability to get the vaccine is not a protected class. That's right. why that's why this law is not going to get held. If it's not discrimination, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like you know people sit down and go, well, it's discrimination. Well, why would you say that? Because I'm discriminated against. No, you're not. No. And it, and the funny thing is, is that it's it's a bunch of white people who have no idea what the fuck discrimination is in any realm. Right. Right. That are saying this, and it's like, no, this is not discrimination. Vaccination what, status is not a protected class. What is a protected class then? There's only <laughs> two. I saw your post. Oh no, there's actually there's quite a few protected classes there? out there. Um, okay. So, for example, we'll start with some of the basics. Religion is a protected class. So, one of the things that we you can't discriminate based on race, religion, sex, creed, origin. Right. So, number one. Uh, religion yeah. is a protected class. So there for is example, religions that don't believe in medicine. There's um, Christian Amish. scientists. Yeah, Amish. Amish. Uh, so there example. is there is classes, and like the Jewish community believes in a separation of certain foods. I don't know how that yep. deals with the vaccine, but there is uh, there is limitations based on religion, and I understand I'm, that. I I still think like I disagree with safety it. trumps it. Right? I disagree, <laughs> but but. From that standpoint, I can't necessarily argue. All right. So, so besides religion, you've got race. So you can't discriminate based on race. Uh, disability is a protected class. You know, these are things 
you have to think about protected classes as things people cannot help. Um, it, being being born a certain race, being I mean, religion is a tough one because you can help your religion, you can change your religion, but but that's not a thing that people do uh, necessarily. Um, sex, the sex, for example, is another protected class. Um, you can't discriminate based on sex. Um, let's see here. Orientation, surprise, sexual orientation is surprisingly not a protected class, though a lot of states have moved to make it a protected class. Um, and that boils down to there are people out there that still see sexual orientation as a choice, not the way someone is born. And that's absolutely wild to me that that people think still think in this day and age that being gay is a choice. So, um, so as much as I, I despise it, orienta sexual orientation, unfortunately, is not a protected class as of yet, and it should be. It should be. Um, let's see here. So race, religion, uh, sex, uh, sex uh, disability, Ideally, these are things that you can't help. Like, um, and so, like I said, religion—a a tougher one, but right. Yeah, uh, it but, still comes down to common sense, though. If you can, then do it. If you can't, but what's we're here for is, you. What's interesting is the number of people who are well. I'm religious, so I can't get the vaccine. It's like, okay, does your church actually say that the vaccines are are bad? Mm -hmm. And and. I mean, the Pope has, you know, so like Catholics out there, the Pope has flat out said that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the vaccines. And in fact, there's a moral imperative to get vaccinated to protect others. So oh, wow. if you're Catholic, the Holy Say is, is kind of made it uh, not an issue for you. So it's you're just you being about to get it, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I can think of probably a, a ton of other religions that are in the same boat where you know, they have said that, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting the vaccines. And, and so don't let religion hold you up on that grounds. I like that. So I think that's one of those things where that that makes it a bit more difficult because mm -hmm. as much as as much as I can appreciate the religious exemption, I don't necessarily like it. And especially when I know that there are people who are going to use religious exemption when their religion doesn't prohibit it. Right, and that—that's just you being an asshole. Is all that is. It's you. It's you taking advantage of the system and lying to get your way, which is what you claim poor people do all the time. Right, or immigrants, or 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 or. or yeah, we love to blame. We love to blame other people. It's so mm -hmm. crazy to me. We're just people living our lives. An immigrant is just living their life. Mexico has a better vaccine. Um, rating than we do you know they have more people vaccinated i think than we do so i don't even think that's an issue i had this crazy idea of just getting the vaccine and running around in a spandex suit poking people you know like haha now you're vaccinated fuck off because i saw this guy on tiktok and he was like let's just hold him down give him the medicine when they get back up they'll find another ball to chase and i was like yes yes <laughs> but, knowing, but but you know I don't care. Sue me, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, as much as I, would, as much as I would love for that to be, if you just have it be like dark guns, just 
Yes. <laughs> um, as much as I would love for that to be a thing. And I know my luck in, in the first time I did that, I would end up poking the person who has severe anaphylaxis and I'd end up killing them. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That's, 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 that would be how my luck would go is be like, Haha, oh shit, they're not waking up. Um, <laughs> I know my luck. I know my luck. I am, I have zero good luck when it comes to things like this. Like the one, there's one time that I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling lucky. I'm going to make a $200 bet. Lost 200 bucks. I'm like, well, never doing wow. that again. Wow. You know, it's funny to me as I heard another person say, I got screwed by da Dogecoin. And I was like, why did you invest in that? Why are people investing in Dogecoin? <laughs> like, it, it's just funny to me when you talked about losing money. I think about Dogecoin. <laughs> oh, crypto, cryptocurrencies are such a fucking... Oh, it's all over the place. I mean, yeah. the your the value of your money is is constantly in flux. Yes, yeah. So, depending on what who's getting ransomware, you know. <laughs> right, right. So, absolutely, uh, I don't understand what the hell their decision making is there. Uh, no, and by the way, Joe Biden, you are really fucking with the stock market, and I'm getting pretty tired of it. <laughs> Uh, it's it's going all over the place and mm -hmm. there's, right no, now like, there's no stability well right now it's like you know all these worries are hinging on things like the delta variant because yep. everybody thinks that things are going to shut down and the answer is doubt i i highly doubt at this point things are going to shut down simply because your options are going to be get vaccinated or you know hope that there's a bed available right like yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like it was a year ago where it was like, you know, we're hoping that enough people stay away. So that way we don't have too many people in our beds. And now it's like, this is mostly avoidable, but people are choosing to avoid it. So, mm -hmm. but that, that keeps the business, the <clears throat> businesses in flux, the home workers that couldn't mm -hmm. come back, aren't coming back. And now manufacturers mm -hmm. don't know which to manufacture for industrial, commercial, residential. So there's no stability. The economy has nothing to grab onto for traction, you know? Yep. And so, that is literally because people won't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I mean, blaming Biden for this is crazy. The, the economy isn't going anywhere after we pumped $7 trillion into it. And there's a reason for that. And that's because people aren't getting vaccinated. We can't get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks because for the record, I hated normal. I hated normal. <laughs> I hated normal I until, until this wild bullshit started. And it's like, cool. What, yeah. what, what am I not going to be able to find this week? Toilet paper? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, right. Like people are amazed when I tell them how much bacon is here. Bacon is almost $10 a pound here. You Jesus know, that's, that's right. It's yeah. crazy. What, what prices are being raised because businesses have this philosophy. There's one way to get out of a bad situation. And that is pricing, 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. raise your prices, raise your prices to get out of any situation. And it sounds it sounds backwards, but that's what they do to get it to work. They raise prices, earn more money, and then slightly lower the prices, but it's still higher than it was. Uh-huh. Well, and, and also, too, I mean, like, you've got people, you know, these, these big processing plants, 
they constantly are having people out sick. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's overtime that diminishes profits. Well, it diminishes profits number one, or if they don't even have enough people, number two. You know, then right. you've got you've got limited supply at the grocery store. So, what does the grocery store do in order to keep some supply? They jack up the prices. Mm -hmm. So you don't buy it as much. Yeah, I get that. So, I mean, it's just all over the place. And quite literally, most of that is solved by vaccinations. Yay! Yay! It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Biden sucks because the economy sucks because I'm not getting vaccinated. It's just, it's like, I don't understand why people can't see it. They're creating it. And because it, they're doing it because their leaders are telling them to do that. Like, I find it amazing that Ron DeSantis has the standing he still has with the stand that he's taking against killing kids in schools. You know, people still support this guy. And it's kind of weird to me because I think I think places should have their own ability to mask or not mask. They They should make their own rules. A governor shouldn't be able to trump that stuff like that, you know? That's mm -hmm. what's so weird to me. It's yeah. just weird. Why would you tell the cruise lines that they can't vaccinate their passengers? That's like so out of his realm. Why would he even risk the industry like that? You well, know? and that's and to me, that's the funny part is is that a, the group of people who sat down and said businesses should be able to make their the choices that they want to run their business, mm -hmm. blah 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 blah, are now throwing a fucking fit because. Businesses have made their decision. Places like Walmart and Home Depot are saying, get the vaccine or get fired. Right. Why? Because they're tired of having people out. Yeah. For, you know, they can't keep people on the payroll the way that they have been. Right. And what's stopping a customer from contracting COVID and suing the business? You well, know? I, I would say that at some point, you know, that could become a reality. Yeah. We early on in the pandemic, ten, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee was charging people with um, terrorist acts for spreading bioterrorism. Right. And that kind of faded away. But yep. I think well, we're going to get people are getting so mad at, at anti vaxxers now. There is no more real politeness. It's like, Fuck you. You're, you starting to see, you're starting to see some Republican governors flat out call out their constituents and say, tell them they're a disappointment. Yeah. Right. They are. Right. There was a doctor, they built what they built a, a staging section in a parking garage. And the guy was like, uh, you want to do your research, try researching fucking dying of COVID in a parking garage. I paraphrased, you know, and mm -hmm. he do you you haven't done your research yet like it's crazy and people there, are standing up against ron desantis which i think is just utterly fascinating you know well, and 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 you're starting to see healthcare providers make decisions too you know right you know you've got the doctor in alabama who's flat out said get the vaccine yep. or get a new doctor yep dr and valentine then, and then uh <laughs> in texas um there there's actually been discussions of um placing people who have been vaccinated for covid to the front of the line for icu beds because statistically speaking they're more likely to survive it's called triage yeah yeah and, and you, the truth you, is is 
So, Sorry. so those people, the people that are the people that are vaccinated, are going to be more likely to get a bed and get well. Good. I mean, because there is other issues going on with the people: heart attacks, strokes. Um, I mean, if an am- if all the ambulances are sitting in front of a hospital, nobody's getting picked up for this stuff, right? Like, if you're getting sent home for fucking a heart attack, that's an issue because the beds are all taken up by COVID, by people that denied COVID. <laughs> and finally, stop doing that to our medical staffs. Just stop because they're so overwhelmed and they're giving up like that doctor, like you said, he. He has a Hippocratic oath that says you must take care of the sick. And he's saying, I just can't, I can't, it's my own health. He has an obligation to his own mental health as well. And I'm glad, I'm sorry to see that medical staff are getting to that point, but I'm really happy that I'm really happy. We're in a new stage of shaming, you know, like I'm just angry. I'm just angry, just angry. (laughs) I don't blame you one bit. And I don't even really mind if you have this opinion, but to spread the bullshit is what kills me. It's like, it's almost like two infections at once, misinformation and, and COVID at the same time. And it's hard to fight. And I don't know how to get people out of it. I don't know how to get people to just start believing the truth again. Basically until enough people have enough people that they love and care die, they don't change their minds. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, Unfortunately, yeah. how, you know, a bunch of those people have said, you know, gay is bad. And then they have a kid come out as gay and suddenly gay is okay. Yeah. I, I think people just don't know. I think what they're saying is I don't know anything about gay. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I don't think people are saying it's bad. They're saying, I just don't know enough. They just don't know how to say that. Why do we have to have an opinion on everything? Even if we have no information right? Why can't we just say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or, or be like, or, or, or quite simply be like, Hey, it's not my business. It's not my business. Exactly. That's another, not my one. business. It is not my business. You know what? It's like, great. You do you not my, not my business. You want to include right. me? Cool. I don't have any decisions or opinions or anything. It's just what boils down to is, is that, you know, Personally, I want people to be able to do pretty much whatever the fuck they want. Me too. And me too. As long as it's not hurting anybody. And that's key. Not hurting anybody. That's the goal. That's if I was to redo the constitution, the first line would be do not negatively affect another person purposely. Well, and, and there's where it gets tough because what do you define as negative? If I make you feel bad, that's negative. You're not Whether trying to make not, me feel bad, are you? This was a great idea, and you're just you've shitting done, all you've over it. You've done some you're kind of hurt me. You've done some bad you hurt things. Me. What can I say? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but see what I mean? You know, you have to be very, you have to be very specific about what that looks like because people yeah. are assholes. Like me, I'm an asshole. Uh-huh. And, and what it boils down to is, is that, like, does it physically affect you? Like, is somebody coming over and making you be gay? No. 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 But you can all you can always try Pensacola. Is, you know, <laughs> is, is I'll someone, take a free dinner. <laughs> is someone is someone that is is someone being gay affecting your finances? No. 
Um, I mean, well, I pay higher taxes because now the government needs to protect them. I mean, the only way that they're <laughs> going to be able to sit down and say is, is that, you know, these gay people, I mean, like my boyfriend is getting, you know, like, wait, hold up your boyfriend. But, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like the, the moral of the story is, is that people tend to interject themselves in places they have no business being. Right. And then they, and then they request that their government do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I get it. And I, but I honestly think it's somebody like some, sometimes people complain to start a conversation, mm-hmm. right? Or they'll ask you to do them a favor just to start a conversation. I think bigotry is the same thing. I think it's somebody that really kind of wants to know more, but kind of feels society says that they shouldn't and they want to know more and they don't know how to address it. So they come out by going gay is bad, hoping that Jeffrey will go, well, let me explain why it isn't. And then it's this getting rid of all the stuff that's been put in their heads over the last years and filling it with new stuff. And that's why I like these shows so that people can come on and listen and go, all right, they, disabled people aren't so bad. They're kind of cool. All right. I'm not, I know what to do. I'm not going to get in their way. If I see them on the street, I'm just going to leave them alone. They're okay. I know they're okay. And that's what I hope people just realize. It's it's like with gay people, like everybody has, like every straight dude has this assumption that some gay dude's trying to fuck him. And it's like, no, yeah. or, or, you know, growing up where I did, where they thought gay meant pedophile. No. Right. Right. If you're gay, you, you, you'll sleep with anything. Cause you're a deviant. It's like, no, happened to no. like adult men. Yes. Kind of like, yes. kind of like, it's like, so if you're straight, does that mean that you like little kids? No, no. I happen to, uh, it's like, you happen to like adult women. Yeah. I found I have an amazing perspective on people. I just find the most amazing people and I still don't know how I do it. You know, I was on a podcast called unsubscribed last night and it was just a very human conversation and it was kind of fun. Kai's one of my favorite people. She's also on inspirations beyond disabilities. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We ended up, I think it was like two hours or so that we just talked and I just said some amazingly insightful things. <laughs> like I learned, I learned in life to stay out of somebody's way. And what I said to her was life is either a life lesson or you're a support of that life lesson, but you don't always have to step in. And in fact, Sometimes when you step in to fix somebody else's problem, the person that was meant to step in and solve it correctly can't get there. And you're then interfering in a negative way, even though you're trying to help. Right. So you don't need to, you don't need to offer advice. If you're not being asked, you don't need to take over a a situation because somebody is struggling unless they ask, you don't have to interfere in another person's life until they ask Mm -hmm. and then it's just entering somebody's life in an appropriate way Mm -hmm. you don't have to bulldoze your way in to solve the problem you can often just sit there off in the distance so that you can hear when somebody cries for help you know (laughs) you don't have to stand and hover over them but i think we all have this feeling that we need to get involved in everybody's life and we need to know everything about them so we can dismiss them and move on to other people and dismiss them so we can think about ourselves and not the other. Right. And and the reality is, is that that's a that's a real fucked up existence to have, you know. I yeah, want to surround that's my, what people I do. want to surround myself with people that that are yeah. good, 
solid, stable, caring people, you know? Yeah, me too. And I don't care what their sexual orientation is or anything. Right. You know, and that's just it is, is that life is a, is a, it's an adventure, not a destination. And Mm -hmm. the more that you decide, I don't want to stop there. I don't want to stop there. I don't want to stop there. You miss out on the adventure part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Everything begins and everything ends. If you can be an adult in those two situations, you'll enjoy the middle. And a series of beginnings and ends is what makes up life. So if you want to be happy, be mature in the beginning, be mature in the end and enjoy the middle. I mean, I'm perfectly immature, but you know, what can I do? <laughs> I still, I I still don't enjoy know. a good poop joke. Oh, me too. But when it comes to a breakup or uh, something like that, I'm not, I try to stay as mature as possible. <laughs> try. You yeah, know, that's, it, it's, that's it's absolutely it. It sucks when things end, but that just means something else is going to begin. So I'm okay with that. Knowing that people used to say that's so morbid because they always thought I meant life and death, but that's the truth. Everything ends. And if you're lucky, it ends with death. You know, and and well, everything ends with death. There's no question about that. It's just the the question Mm of, did you get to enjoy the people and the company and the adventure along the way? You know, um, yeah. it's one of those things where life is so short as it is. And yeah. there's so many amazing people out there. Uh, for example, I don't know if you've heard about this one. I think it's Denmark, if I remember correctly. At their local libraries, you can check out a person and have a conversation with them to learn their life story. No way. I yeah. love that. And so you get to sit down and have conversations with people that have varying perspectives on their life. That is very cool. And I think that's, that's, yeah, I think that's an absolutely fantastic idea is to be able yeah. to sit down with a person and hear about their life and draw a real world connection to mm-hmm. experiences, shared experiences and how things could be done differently. Right. It was amazing because Kai is 22 and I'm 50 and we were talking about anxiety and introverts and being an introvert and, you know, uh, antisocial and all that stuff and how to overcome it. And I had to tell her I'm 28 years ahead of you and I still feel the same stuff. I'm still dealing with the same stuff. So find the space in your life where you can handle it. If you feel depressed, lay down for a day but don't make it a permanent thing, you know, like, but Mm -hmm. you still go through the same stuff. I mean, you're in your thirties and you still, still deal with the same stuff that people in their eight that are 18 deal with, you know, it doesn't go away. It's just, just becomes more manageable over time. I think it was like, I was telling my kids, you know, one of the, there was a meme that hit a little too close to home. This was a year Mm. or two ago. It's like, what you didn't realize as a kid is that you were still, is that you were watching your parents as they were still growing up. Yes. And, and that sometimes, you know, and then there's, you know, what I said is that sometimes we're learning together. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. this whole pandemic thing, you know, I didn't have any idea how to deal with this any more than they did. Right. I had, the only thing that I had was experience, you know, in, in just in time. And And being a person. Right. Being able to see what was going on and being able to sit down and say, okay, this might be the best idea. Right. 
it's tough to sit back and analyze things from a distance. It's tough to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you know? And, but I want to say like, when it comes to anti-vaxxers, I have spent time in your shoes trying to come up with solutions and reasons and talking to people that don't want to get it. And I haven't found any rational answer to, to that for the general public. Like you said, there's exemptions and I get that, but most people are like, I don't want to, I don't trust it. I don't, you know, and it's just, there's no real reason for this stuff. It's just rhetoric. It's just rhetoric. Don't take, don't take horse to warmer because Tucker Carlson said to, he didn't, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. It's crazy. Let's see. All right. So you had your coffee. Uh, have you watched anything good lately? Uh, the only thing that I've really been doing is I've been replaying Dead Space. Oh, yeah, you're into the Dead Space. Well, give me a quick review so far, then. So, playing the original 2008, because it was such a fantastic horror game that came out back then, it just runs so much better on the... It ran so much better on the newer technology, so much smoother. Mm. Cool. Um, but Dead Space... The uh, plot of the story, for those who haven't seen it or played it, is you're an engineer named Isaac Clark, and you're headed to uh, a deep space mining ship called the USG Ishimura. And uh, they have uncovered, uh, they have some type of uh, alien outbreak on the ship. And you get to go around trying to fix the ship to get it functional again and discover what has happened in the process. It is a great survival horde. Cool. Dead Space 2, they did more action than survival horror, but they still kept a lot of the, the survival horror in it. Dead Space okay. 3, they went more, even more action than horror. The original Dead Space was absolutely terrifying, though, in a lot of cases, because they actually designed it in such a way where you know, you'd be sitting there standing in the hallway and you'd hear shit crawling around you. And then you wouldn't know what were, where things were at. You'd have shit pop up behind you, beside you, jump down on top. It was just it was fantastic. And they're going to do a remake of the game, keep it close to the original. Nice. But they're going to put in a bunch of the elements of, the, of some of the other games that they just couldn't do before. Okay. And... Honestly, like I loved Dead Space. It was a fantastic game, and I totally fucked up by playing it at night with a set of headphones on because fuck is it creepy. That's the way to play creepy though, right? Oh, absolutely. And and so one of the things that I want to do is when when the remake finally comes out and I can finally get an, a new gaming system, is I also want to put a sound system in so that way when I'm playing it, I can have, you know, the full experience uh, for everybody to join in with me. And wow. have them get the fuck scared out of them while we're playing a horror game, because that's I one of like the things that. about that I love about horror games. So with with horror movies, you can close your eyes and fast forward through the creepy part. With a horror game, you have to play through it. You have to. Keep right. It. There oh, is fuck. there is no fast forward. There is no just closing your eyes and hoping you get through it. You actually have to face it and go through. It. Yes. Early on, I made video games a metaphor for my existence. Everything is levels. You got to collect things. I don't know if mm -hmm. video games resemble life or life resembles video games at this point, you know? Well, oh. it, it can in, in one, one way or another. Yeah. 
fuck. I now it. I just want to watch. I want to watch you play Dead Space now so bad. Oh, I love. <laughs> I love Dead Space. I love it so much. Right now, I'm I'm just doing some easy runs so I can max out gear and and weapons. Right. So that way, I I can do a hardcore run. Yes. Because what they, a metaphor. There's there is an impossible mode on the game, where it, <laughs> where it's it's hard, but you only get three saves. Wow. So before you can't go any further. Yeah, and if you die, you go all the way back to either your previous save point, or mm-hmm. you go back to. After yeah. three, you go back to the beginning. Yep. Wow, the beginning level one. Level one fuck that sucks that sucks i'm always telling people though they're like well this this guy this guy and i tell him that you're on level one he's still a tinder guy like stop treating him like level three guy you know like he he's not a boss he's not a you know he's the level one boss not the level 10 boss take your time take your time you know right so it's always and i like that yeah stay on level one and build up as much as you can but you eventually you have to move on to level two you mm-hmm. know like you can't just sit in level one all your life you you have to advance like you said you have to work your way through it and that's yep. an amazing that's what video games and life have in common you just have to keep fucking doing it you know oh absolutely and sometimes you get some of the best advice from video games like you do mm-hmm. anywhere else. Like there's some great pieces of advice. Like one of my favorite pieces of advice comes out of Skyrim, you know, from the Dragon Parthenons. Which is better to have been to always have been good or to triumph over your evil ways? Nice. I like that because I feel that we're all morphing in and out of evil and you know, the question rectifying is, it. Well, and and what most people will sit down and goes, oh, well, it's better to have always been good. Now here's my grand question for you. And tell me one person who's always been good. Yeah, and tell me what you've learned from being good <laughs> without any, um, I don't know, mm-hmm. without any struggle. How do you learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for being here, Jeffrey. Absolutely. Glad to be here. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel. 
from my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Radio Public. And Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.